So, uh, how does this go again? Uh, welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft Live podcast. Witchcraft Live, Chris. Welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft podcast. It's not the Witchcraft Live podcast. Witchcraft Live is that group we what got on say? the Facebook. What did I just say? You said welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft Live podcast. I did not say live. Well, people can re re listen to it. It literally happened just seconds ago. Oh, okay. I didn't hear myself say that. Right. Maybe I should take it from here. Fucking yeah, you do. You can't get the staff, can you? <laughs> well, I told you this is your job, not mine. Okay, so magical Christmas. It is that time of year. Christmas, they call it. It happens in December. Yeah, people go a bit cray cray. Yeah, and it's like Halloween, but nowhere near as good. So, Chris, do you have any neo-pagan style celebrations that you do at the your time of year? You know, Christmas time of year, the baby Jesus that changed his birthday. I don't know why, but he changed his birthday from being a summer baby to a winter baby. He has a big celebration called Christ Mass. The little Christ Mass. Yeah? The Neo-Pagans. Uh, Neo I thought it was all, for me. No. The Neo-Pagans all, all think that, obviously, Christmas is a pagan celebration. When, as we all know, it only celebrates our great capitalist overlords these days. So, Santa. the Christians have lost it. The pagans have lost it. The capitalist Illuminati is what it's all about now, from what I'm told. Totes. So, uh, what do you do at Christmas? Do you have any magical practices that you do? Do you celebrate? Do you run around naked in a circle with your friends in the living room? No. No? No. Like I think I mentioned on that show that didn't happen, um... This is the season of obligation. I tell you what, that is probably the best fucking way I have ever heard December. I don't know, described. It is the fucking season <laughs> of fucking obligation, isn't it? Season right? of obligation. You're damned if you do and you're fucking damned if you don't. It's yeah. one of the reasons I don't like December. So, I, I like it but only because it feels like winter's finally here, if that makes sense. And I get all excited that winter's here. Why? What do you like about winter? I like that because everything's Because it kills dead. a lot more old people. I like that everything's <laughs> dead. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't got... If you're old and, you know, you haven't got the whole winter allowance for your heat and you can't turn the heating on and your electric blanket fails, then you're a goner, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. When you look at the statistics of how many elderly people die, it's this time of year is where they all cross over. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a cultural cleansing before mm. the new year. So 
you don't really have any magical like festivals and shit like that that, that goes on behind the scenes for you personally you don't Not go really. out and light a bunch of candles you don't go out and sing a songs you don't i don't know get your old book of shadows out <coughs> i mentioned that word and he's uh yeah, you did it. and i choked on it <laughs> i choked on that word liam why did you say such a heinous thing? Um, the BOS. Yeah. I likes to I likes to decorate tree. I've got to have a tree. Right. First weekend, first weekend of December, tree goes up. Okay. That is that is guaranteed. Who and hangs then... from the tree? Because <laughs> I, I can imagine that most people would think it's a lovely Christmas tree, probably a real one. And it's, it's just got poppets of people that you that pissed you <laughs> off over the year just hanging from the branches. Because if I had a Christmas tree, that would so be the Christmas tree I'd have. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Mine's mine's a really nostalgic one. It's got it's made up of things I've collected over the years. And I don't mean souls. Those ah. don't those aren't put up displayed. Just and years or centuries? just the years so just this lifetime just this lifetime things i've collected what's really what's really bad about my tree this year you know how i like that kind of very um russian soviet star that's normally tops my christmas tree <laughs> well we got some colored colored lights this year and i thought at the time it seemed like a really great idea to kind of stick one of the red lights Mm. into the middle so it made it look like it was glowing yeah now it looks like i'm you know signaling signaling for the the kgb to turn up <laughs> and are you? Like, <laughs> slow <laughs> flashing red light amongst this very soviet looking star um but yes so i i'm i'm i may be having um a russian christmas this year <laughs> The KGB's the KGB might arrive. Oh, Chris! We all know that secretly you are a uh, Russian sympathizer. <laughs> you do seem to like the Russians an awful lot. I I just like that they say what they mean and they kill the people they mean to kill. They don't <laughs> pretend. <laughs> well, they don't always. Sometimes they fuck things up upon occasion. Um. Okay. So before we get put on yet another list, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about magic and December. Because what I'd like to talk about is December specifically, this month we call it. Because most people talk about the Christmas, a lot of people talk about the Yule and celebrate this and that. And then there's a Saturnalia and all this sort of thing as well, isn't there? Now, what of all these things are there anything that all these things kind of have in common is there some sort of magic that happens this time of year what is the kind of magical weather forecast for this type of year what's going on almost all the stuff all the stories have one thing in common which is it's about a guiding light going through the darkness oh so that's the that's the main theme shall we say that most of the christmas things have in common and the reason the reason for that is it's a dark time of year for the northern hemisphere um where we get 
um, you know, long periods of darkness, place feels very cold, that sort of thing. Um, and I mean because darkness is cold rather than you don't really have a warm darkness. Mm. Um, so people are kind of on about, always on about bringing in light and bringing in um, green things from outside, you know, mm. the whole Yule thing, the whole Saturnalia. They're all about bringing in um, light and evergreen in this hope that they can survive the winter and summon next spring. You've gone very quietly, Em. Have I suddenly I said just, something no, I've not I was thought just, about before? <laughs> I was just thinking about the stories of Christmas and that. I was thinking of the old Dickens and the ghosts of the three ghosts of Christmas. I was thinking about the star that the wise men followed, or the Magi, or whatever the fuck it is, uh, followed, and this whole guiding light thing. So, because it seems to be Christmas is a great time, what they say, of celebration and family and stuff like that. But I've never felt that way, not because of the whole fact that I can't stand family, but because of the magic that the magical work that people seem to go that seem to go on it's all very secretive it's all very quiet quiet it's all people going off on their own so is this a hermit time of year do you think i suppose in some ways it's about kind of conserving your energy to rebirth you know rebirth in the spring but i don't know i think coming together is a big part of it but that's because it's about and not so much about family that's about sharing warmth and goodwill. <laughs> that's about survival yeah as opposed to is that you would spend more time at the home because that would it's easier to warm one space mm. than several houses so there are lots of benefits to the family coming together at christmas or during the winter shall we say um but in terms of magic speaking it is it's a dormant time you know this should be preparation for the next year so in some in some ways what you should really be doing is kind of preparing energies doing research getting ready for what you're going to tackle next year should mm. really be it's a time of reflection um before the start of the new calendar I know that's tricky for a lot of the the Wiccans, etc. Because, and I I struggle with it too. But I kind of feel like I get a second. Okay, I'm going to say something now that sounds really, really Wiccany. Oh, um, good. So to me, I kind of have kind of these three cleanses during the winter. So you have this kind of preparation for the kind of last harvest. So, Samhain all hallows eve whatever you want to call it have this kind of first cleanse at that point of winter is coming um then get this second one at at christmas where you kind of declutter ready for all the shit people are going to buy you at christmas um and tidy up for or, when the people come around your house and all yeah that. And make it all prepare. look nice yeah know. And then then obviously I have this third one just before my birthday when the new year really starts, which mm. is February time in that kind of 
purification period that people would call you know in bulk or whatever so i kind of have these kind of three ritual cleanses that kind of come before my birth the start of my new calendar year with my birthday but i think that's kind of why i like the winter for me it's a series of cleanses of home space and self interesting which like i said sounds a little bit too pagany for my liking really but you didn't get that from a book did you this is just something that's naturally happened for yeah. you was it right yeah you know me i think it's important that you find your own rhythm and what that rhythm looks like should be you know every everyone should have a wheel of the year which is their wheel of the year that kind of represents these kind of key changes that you hit every year mm. i suppose i'm just kind of more mindful of mine because of during the dark times um i had to s figure out how exactly i self-regulate but you know maybe i'm a little bit more mindful of how my year looks and feels um and what parts of it are repetitive mm. But I couldn't tell you there were specific days. I just know that in the run-up to these three dates, I have these big cleanses that happen both on the physical and on the energetic one. Obviously, the, the biggest energetic one for me is kind of February, um, you know, period of of purification. But actually, the other two are a bit more in the physical cleansing and homemaking and then like i say season of obligation you start pretending you like people right <coughs> i don't i i i tend not to pretend i like people and i tend to do very much anti-christmas oh <coughs> see i'm allergic to it so hmm. i tend to not go all out with Christmas presents and I don't do cards and stuff like that but still I still get obliged to visit people and all that sort of thing um so although I don't do Christmas I kind of get forced to do partly Christmas I just don't do Christmas as much as everyone else does um October for me is the end of the year October for me is that big last celebration I suppose mm -hmm. of the year um and after that november december is all a mad rush to get things done for some reason it's always kind of been like that it's always been used to be when i was self-employed the most busiest time of the year was those two months it was always oh we need to get everything done before christmas shutdown which is only a fucking week but still you need to get everything done for that mad rush rushing around all of the stuff that you have to do for christmas all of the presents for buying all of their little projects and things like that and then that is over on uh new year's for me new year's eve not even new year's day but new year's eve so it's literally between a october end of october to new year's those two months it's just mad craziness where I'm never really normally doing what I want to do. It's the biggest sacrifice of my fucking life is normally those two months of the year. 
So what's your excuse this year? What do you mean, what's my excuse this year? Well, you've been a misery guts and unproductive and you don't have the excuse of being self-employed anymore. Well, <laughs> I am because that's with the obligations and stuff like that. Like I've reached, reached a stage in my life, my Saturn return has just come to an end, right? Just come to an end, not really very long ago, right? And that was hell. That was fucking nightmare, right? And that is like my November and December stretched out for how many fucking months was it? So I don't feel like I've got enough energy at the moment for this month and last month. I feel like I really could not give two fucking shits. I've bought <laughs> so far, I've bought one present for Christmas. And that was only because the person who wanted it told me what they wanted to do it. <laughs> and I ordered it on my phone in front of them so they could pick the model number of what they wanted. That's the only reason <laughs> I've got it. And I don't really plan on doing much Christmas shopping until near the end of the week. So I I don't like this time of year. It feels to me like I'm teeming with ideas and don't have any of the energy to really start any of it. Whereas January is different. January, I'm like, well, it's this, 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 this. I go off on a million miles an hour and get stuff done in January. But that night, that Christmas, uh, not Christmas, that uh, New Year's Eve for me is like really big. Because New Year's Eve, people say, uh, people often, because I, I used to have tradition, I don't do it anymore. Um, but we always used to go to the casino, right? And do our New Year's Eve bet and all of that sort of thing, get absolutely fucking slaughtered. Um, but that was always a very big tradition. Everyone would always be moaning about, oh, well, you know, we're end of one shit year, beginning of another shit year. I was always super optimistic. Like November, December, I'm normally miserable as fuck. But then as soon as New Year's Eve rolls around, I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. You know, start of the new year. Oh, I'm going to do so much. This, 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 and this. And I get to write in my new diary and all of that sort of shit. So I'm really happy for that one day. So literally, it is just a dead pit of misery between Halloween and New Year's Eve and that's always been like that and does that marry up with the energies at play here I don't know but that's just what my life's always been like see it's the opposite for me like winter is that exciting time where all the cardigans come out and all, all the nice the nice knitwears and the and the it's a textile season because everyone's desperate for them. So, you know, to keep warm and not die. So, I don't know. I quite, <laughs> I quite like this kind of build up over this, this period. I don't really feel like the build up's really been there this year. I don't know why. Um, it'd be one of those things to blame COVID for. It's the Omicron. Um, that's what it is. That Omicron curse maybe. you made. Maybe. <laughs> It wasn't me. Mine would have been far more. Ex mine would have been far more. Which one was yours? Me. Was yours the Delta? <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like me, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't got involved. It's, it's. I don't feel it's something I should be getting involved in. Um, the next new thing, maybe. I'm bored of this COVID now. I want something new. Okay, 
All right. So I feel like I want to bring leprosy back. Oh God. Right. So <laughs> obviously we know that you feel that there's a massive overpopulation in the world and that you think that far more people needed to die with this because there isn't that many people that did die. I think it's only in the hundreds of thousands in this country, isn't it? Possibly. Yeah. We were open for at least three million. You know, <laughs> we can time. say stuff like that, Chris. You know that, can't yeah. you? Don't you? It's not. It's not polite to say stuff like that because someone's bound to have known someone else that died or almost died. But this ain't the fancy witches, but it is the truth. This is no holds barred. I'll have you know. This is no. Nothing holds is barred. off limits in this show. Yeah, but th this time of year, right, there are so many little projects that I'm thinking I, I sh I'd like to do that. I'd like to give that a go, but I just don't seem to find any time to do it. You know, there's just so much stuff that I'm trying to do at the moment and I can't find any time to do it. It's just that the, it just drains. And I know it gets darker early and all that and always feels like later, but it's just a really shit time of year for, for getting things done for me. Um, and I, I think see. maybe that's maybe what I dislike about it. I think it's the I think it's the long nights that make get me so excited, really, because it feels because I I'm better at night time. Yeah. Um, and obviously it feels like whereas before you'd be like, oh, it's gone dark. I'll have to go to bed in an hour. Whereas now it's kind of like it's dark at four o'clock, which means I've still got a whole evening um, to get shit done. Mm. So I don't know. But magically speaking. I don't know. It's it's one of those times where if you thrive in winter time and the feelings that are there, a lot of it is energy building and putting certain things to bed, preparing for the next year, that sort of thing. So it, I I I think magically it could be exciting. I just don't think people really explore it. Um, mainly because it's a season of obligation. So mm. you know. They're too busy doing things that they don't want to do because they feel obligated to do them um, and therefore aren't producing. What's interesting is people have been very, very busy. Um, so all the patrons have got loads of projects going on and still finding time to squeeze in a witch wars, um, which has baffled me, really, because this is the sort of time of the year where I don't have any time. Um, Because, yeah, it's one of those opportunities for me where people are back in hometowns and whatever. Um, so you can catch them for the first time of the year. Um, and because you all feel obligated, you try and squeeze as many people in as possible. Um, so I quite I quite like this. OK, come on, then, Liam. What you want me to push in the magical? What about a little bit of time before we go over to the um the patreon lot god knows what we'll talk to them about today maybe you could tell me if you were to construct your own religion religious practice like wicca for example and you were creating a calendar with festivals and shit what would your festival be for december what would you call it and what would you have the, the people do I don't know. 
it probably would be some kind of festival of light, I guess. Um, and Saturnalia is quite a nice one. Um, one because Saturn's in there, so it feels like a good reaping. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I like a good reaping. Would it be I don't like know. a film where it's legal to kill everyone for a day? I don't know what that's called. Oh, Purge. Purge, that's it. Would it be something like that? <laughs> oh, are you... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. See, I uh... feel like this time of year would be better for the whole trick-or-treat thing. I've never really liked that for Halloween because you've got the concept of trick-or-treat with Halloween, and I, I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't, it doesn't really, I don't like it. What I do like this time of year is all of the things that I think, because you're talking about presents and you always got to get stuff for people and do stuff for people and all that shit. I kind of feel like at this time of the year, more than any time, I'm thinking about who's on my nice list and who's on my naughty list and the whole Santa Claus Krampus thing. I'm so tempted because I'm obliged to give people I don't like presents. I'm very obliged to give blessings and curses, you see, all wrapped up in a literal present. So, you know, it's thinking about attaching some sort of a magic to this time of year. Because the, the two things that I kind of like about this time of year is um, the your log thing. I quite like that idea. Okay. Um, and then also the the thought process of weighing up your year and seeing how it went, what went right, what didn't go right, the kind of debrief. Because I do that with naturally with my life, but I also do that with the people that are in my life as well. So I think about, oh, okay. okay, who's been useful? Who do we need to cut from the list type thing? So I don't know. <laughs> to me, that marries up perfectly with Christmas. Whereas I don't feel that that does with Halloween. With Halloween, it's all about knock, knocking on people's doors and getting candy and stuff like that. I said candy because we've got an American audience now. I suppose. Um, but yeah, for me, it feels like, well, wait a minute. Halloween, witchcraft, magic, parties, dressing up, that sort of stuff. That makes sense. Christmas feels more like gift giving. You know, because of the commercialization of it. So it feels like, well, trick or treat is nice present or a nasty present. That seems to me like that would be my thing to invent that. That's what I'd like. I'd like the idea of, um, I like the idea of the, the Santa Claus thing where, you know, you get, if you're a good, you get something. If you're bad, you get something. But I feel like what we need to do is adults need to jump on board with this. And I think they needs to be not so much about, oh, kids will wake up in the morning and they'll get presents and get spoiled. I think it needs to be more along the lines of having a deity or spirit to blame. <laughs> so okay. if you get something like the old secret Santa ideas, I love that. It's like, okay, so you've got someone that you've got to get a present for. It can be anything. And it's probably not going to be something necessarily nice unless you like the person. But you're allowed to get away with giving them. 
a lump of coal or something. I like that. For me, it should be like this magical time of year where you, you know, in a nonchalant kind of under the radar way, say, I don't fucking like you. <laughs> but you give them a present with a smile on their face. And the witches and the magical people will obviously do something that will make the, the next year, you know, cursed or jinxed or something. Because that's another thing. This is a transition period. So if you wanted to give someone a jinx, this is a brilliant time of year to give it because you can make their next entire year shit, right? This makes sense to me. This is what I want to see. What I don't want to see is I don't want to, you need to buy Christmas cards and presents for these people that you see once a year and that you'll call in and see for an hour. But there we go. But then I don't buy gifts for those kind of people anyway, because seeing me is a gift in itself. Yeah, but not everyone's as narcissistic with as massive <laughs> ego as you. <laughs> they don't anyway, worship you anymore, not in this lifetime, I do. Chris, not in this century. <laughs> <laughs> but there we are. I think we're out of time for the regular edition of the podcast anyway. So um, you'll all go and be naughty now and maybe attach some uh, blessings or curses to your various presents that you're giving to people. Because just because you're giving someone a microwave doesn't mean it can't be a magical microwave. And microwaves are great for giving people, microwaves are great for giving people cancers and shit because of all the radiation. And then they eat that unhealthy microwavable meal and they eat it. And it's just magical, absolutely magical. But there we go. Bye, everyone. <laughs> right, and for the patrons, where are we going with this then? People are thinking now, oh, I wish I'd attached something to that microwave I gave that person. <laughs> hey, I give gifts of rose quartz all year round. This is very true. And everybody loves my instant karma spell. I Another thing I don't quite understand, I suppose it's because it's the season of giving, this whole charity thing, right? Because I, I don't know, there's actual adverts on the television, I saw one the other day, which was about, oh, give to this, I think it was the Samaritans or something like that, because... These people, you know, they shouldn't be without a dinner for Christmas. They shouldn't be without the Christmas dinner. They shouldn't go hungry on Christmas. Like, to me, it just makes no sense whatsoever. Because I'm thinking, well, if you care that much about the people, then why the fuck do you only care about Christmas? It's like, I don't understand whether that's just a marketing thing, a marketing ploy to get money, it's or whether it is ploy. just one of those things where they do think... Ah, everyone's in the mood for spending money because again it's, it's happening christmas people don't do their fucking christmas shopping in december anymore they do it in october and november mm. like they've already or started in january taking, for the next year they've already started cheap. taking down and taking out all of the christmas stuff when i went out to the shops today they're taking it out and putting all the january sales and they're starting that on monday yeah which is, week, you know, the week of Christmas because everyone's bought everything they want to for Christmas. So the January stars are, are starting two weeks before January. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like Black Friday, isn't it? Used to be Black Friday. Now it's Black Friday week. Mm. 
you know it starts a whole week before because we only have one god now and it's called capitalism mm. one year we did this really good thing it was called secret santa where you were all at dad's you were all banned from buying presents so what you okay. had is everyone that was going for Christmas dinner had to buy one present and they weren't allowed to bring any others. And that present had to okay. be for someone whose name you drew out of a hat. So everyone got to buy one person a present. Um, I liked that. That was good. Because I put a little bit of effort into that. And when we always used to do secret Santas and stuff like that for work, I really liked doing that. That was fun. But of course, I've always had a bit of a reputation for going too far and i had to update you know i had to get worse and worse every year um i think the love honey year was the best year but there we go okay. so yeah so magic and christmas we should probably discuss one of them are we going to discuss your are we going to discuss saturnalia or are we going to discuss christmas or any other ones i want to kind of discuss winter solstice oh fuck do you oh so yeah i'm gonna pick that that's too neo-pagan on the basis that i don't understand it <laughs> well okay so you've got two groups of people that come together right they're all neo-pagans there's the hardcore neo-pagans and the ones that are just in it for the drugs they all come together in the summer solstice, <laughs> but only the hardcore pagans come together in the winter solstice because it's too fucking cold. It's Stonehenge. That's all yeah. you need to know about winter solstice. That is literally all you need to fucking know. A bunch of neo-pagans go to a Neolithic site twice a year where they're allowed to touch the stones. Most people don't show up in the winter one because it's too cold. That's all you need to know, literally. I'm, I'm... Well, I suppose the rituals are all the same. It's all about welcoming <laughs> in the sun, isn't it? So Yeah, it's all the fucking same. They all do the same old shit there. Isn't that one of those hippie songs as well? Here comes the sun. Dee 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 dee. Yeah. Oof. Which makes me feel like it's it's another one of these Abrahamic stories because they're all about the coming of the sun, aren't they? <laughs> yes, is it they is are. it bad that I they are, is it bad that I just made that? <laughs> oh, publicly made that comment. One woman's lie that just went too fucking far. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, so this is what this is the thing that bugs me with neo-paganism. Okay. Do you think something bad's gonna happen and the earth's gonna stop spinning if you don't celebrate Samhain or if you don't celebrate winter solstice or summer solstice or whatever? Because that's how they make it sound. They make it sound like it's so fucking important to do this ritual, which just involves casting a fucking circle and drinking some shit, um, that the world would fucking stop spinning if that happened. And this is where I find the divorce, okay? Because there's, there's, there's a magic afoot when you take apart 
rituals and traditions and stuff like that very often it's lost on the plants but there is magic there but it's it, you know to a certain extent you could think of it in terms of celebrating an energy or a deity or something like that that rules over that time of year or that energy this you know around that time of the year and you know offerings and stuff like that kind of thing you can understand that but at the same time you can understand people needing to marry up community um projects a community obligations and stuff like the whole harvest festivals and all that sort of thing that makes sense what i don't see making sense this is what always just i just find so strange is recreation so taking an old thing that's kind of it's not really let's be fair passed down because most of them aren't really passed down are they most of them nowadays is some wiccans written a book oh this used to happen let's recreate this it's not really like it's something like um i don't know the kind of christmas tradition or halloween type things that you see in evolution over even one lifetime where things kind of change um like the coca-cola lorry and all that sort of shit you know all of this happens you've seen the change in that this is all kind of like well i don't like my traditions i don't like the traditions that go on at the moment i think that i'm special and because i'm a pagan i need to do something that's a little bit different because i'm uber alternative and not like the mainstream so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna bastardize a possibly ancient tradition from a culture that i'm not actually a part of and let's just go and do it and we'll do it every year and we'll make out that if we don't do it something bad will happen that's how i see this neo-paganism thing i just it just doesn't make a huge amount of sense to me what about you is there magic there uh, see i don't know i just i feel like it's one of those things it goes it goes back to what we we're always talking about which is witchcraft <laughs> originally is survivalist magic yes so of course there would be traditions around the kind of winter period yeah um you know that celebration of like i said the long nights all culminating in the longest night which is um <clears throat> winter solstice winter solstice and then every day after winter solstice obviously the day is getting longer and longer mm. so there is that kind of culmination of you know they're getting long again all the way up until the longest day at summer solstice and then you start the process again There's, that's a very visual way at looking at the cycle of the year and therefore you know those two always make sense to me in that point of marking dates on a calendar Mm. what i fail to understand at this is this kind of nostalgic way yeah. of practicing the wheel of the year which is kind of how i feel the pagans celebrate it in this very nostalgic way of we're recreating processes that have gone for years and years yes whereas actually when you think about it if we were to rename this time of year this month um as the season of obligation yeah what we should sorts fucking of magic do it, Chris. would you we actually do start doing we we should you... we should redo each year each each month of every year 
right and tie it to some sort of magical energy there so we'd have the season of obligation this 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 year yeah december right? december the season of obligation. we should fucking do it we should do it and present our ideas to the wider neo-pagan community and see if it gets adopted right but what makes more sense right because this is the thing because i see a lot of these neo-pagans as they have to celebrate and they have to get involved with the general cycle that we have now so the whole idea of the calendar that we use now all of these neo-pagans and that that i bump into they get a new calendar in january right they have to do that what they do is they're like well I don't really agree with this, but I need to be part of Western society. Therefore, I'm going to celebrate all of Western shit, but then I'm also going to bolt my other ones on, on top of that. But I'm going to do it as a, it seems almost to me like, I don't know, a game? See, I've done away with mine. So I no longer buy a calendar. What oh, I buy... How modern. Is, is, um... They're, they're often called things to do books oh and at the top of the page has a you can write in the date and then on it has a series of different ways to organize your day so there's a notes box there's a to-do list and then there's an appointments list which means that if i don't need to write in it for a whole week i don't lose a week's worth of paper for no reason i just record the day as I need to record the day um, and then move on to the next page whenever whenever that day arrives. Mm. So, for example, the Sundays are always marked out because they're our busiest day. Um, so if you were to look through, our, look through my, my calendar, in inverted commas, for the last year, it's actually a series of Sundays, the odd Saturday and, all, and a Wednesday normally. Um, because those are the only days that exist in my calendar, um, which adds a whole different meaning to the need of that book, really, because all that does is is cover cover what we do um, out outside of my day job, basically. Um, but yeah, I like I like the idea of kind of renaming them and see what they think. I think we should do it. I think we should do a podcast in the new year, starting with January, and we should rename every fucking thing, and we should marry it up to the energy current that's around, and we should go through it and celebrate it as as 2022, as our year, and see how we get on with it as a little experiment. Yeah, why not? And I think we could blend the natural energies at play with the modern calendar because they're going to affect one's going to affect the other obviously because that's what mm. happens um but obviously we don't we'd have to make a um i think we'll make a uk one because it will be different obviously depending on your hemispheres and all that and the other so we'll make one for us here and then the americans can make one and you know mm-hmm. various other people from various other places in the world because we get people that listen from all over the fucking place um and see no. what they all come up with and they can put it all in the witchcraft life facebook group yeah i'm sure we could make each one of each one of the months a hashtag 
and uh, we'll see how far they go. Mm. But yeah, we'll do that. So we've got about 15 minutes or so, Liam. What ridiculousness do you want me to talk about? You know, well, if we you're have talking ridiculousness, idea. tell us about Saturnalia, because we're going to do one at some point in the future, weren't we? So give us a rudimentary yeah. outline of what the fuck it is. It's a Roman thing, isn't it? Saturnalia? Yeah, it, uh, it's... Um... Topsy-turvy. Where Topsy-turvy. all the important rich people are servants, and all the servants are important rich people, from the gist I get of it. <laughs> and then... Hey. It's opposite day. <laughs> opposite day. Well, we've got opposite day. We used to have that in school. But yeah, Saturday's day, you would um, it involved feasting, but you would serve. You'd serve the um, you'd serve each other in in opposites. Um, class and standards would re- be reversed. Um, and it included gift giving, hence why uh, we give gifts at Christmas. But would um, that be a gift for everyone, or would that be you just have to give one person a gift, or is it taking it to a party, or what? How does the gift giving kind of work? Um, I'm, I'm trying to think specifics, to be honest. Um, Because it was a festival, wasn't it? Yeah. And so festivals to me, aren't normally like a one-day thing, are they? They normally go on for X amount of time. Yeah. So, obviously, you know, it's a Saturnalia. So, obviously, named after Saturn. Mm. Um, so, it was kind of a, <laughs> a... Well, they were quite raucous, is all I'm going to say. Um, so, it was all about, you know... Um, <laughs> overindulging, um, you know, um, and then obviously, like you say, as would basically be the servants for the day, um, and therefore there would be gifts. But if I remember rightly, they they tend to be, um, like Secret Santa, they're gag gifts. Mm. So they're not necessarily useful gifts. They were gifts that were funny, um, kind of panesque, um, kind of mercurial, um, and less about. Purpose. So they were like Secret Santas, I suppose. Then they were a bit more like Secret Santas, yeah. Where I guess it was proof proof that you knew them, um, because you'd be buying something that they would. Um, yeah, they would be kind of slightly more, <coughs> um, slightly more, yeah, personal gifts of a of a strange strangeness. Um, but again, like I said, it's the, it kind of included um, all the agricultural gods. So, because obviously it was a it was a reaping of some description. So it was a case of kind of like, you know, um, there's a bit of kind of Pan and Dionysus and people like that are all rolled up in this because it's 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 why it includes all this frivolity um, and merriment 
it's your it's probably where the merry part of merry christmas comes from if i was to wage a bet um but yes they seem like a lot of fun um we obviously talked about having one at the at a certain um Hotel. a certain museum in the uk oh right yeah of course this yeah. is this is the one i wanted to, i would love to hold was, at the roman bath that, that would be absolutely brilliant there but they'd never let us do that there would need no. to be some serious uh magic afoot <laughs> i don't i don't know um i think um if we went for as as authentic as possible so the food was right the drink was mm. right you can justify almost anything there because um, it makes sense to kind of reenact the space. Um, the only tricky thing would be is that it wouldn't have been held there. There is no reason why it would have been. You no, but probably... like I liked the idea of the 21st century Saturnalia. So we did a Saturnalia, but it would be as if the Romans were still the dominant power in the world and their traditions continued. So it'd be like, okay, it is a Saturnalia, but mobile phones do exist type thing. So it's like, how would that have evolved if it kept going? I like that kind of idea. So you've got a little bit of old, a little bit of new, and something that no one would have ever seen. Because then yeah. you can research what used to happen, but really you'd need to be able to look into parallel dimensions and alternative universes to see what that would look like now. In some ways, I guess it already does exist in the kind of office party. Yeah. Um, the Christmas office party. It does already exist um, because that frivolity still occurs. You know, they, the idea of kind of New Year's Eve parties more, more so, um, where you get the office party, people photographing their asses on, photo, uh, on photocopiers, that sort of very... Um, <laughs> you know, silver screen version of what that looks like, L more so than the reality, I guess, of that kind of ridiculousness that occurs. The role reversal, because that's often the only time you see um, the the boss for who they are, mm. if they're brave enough to attend, that sort of thing. Because um, otherwise you don't have that kind of traditional... You don't have those traditional roles in the 21st century quite the same. So I don't know how you would do the role reversal bits as as a modern interpretation. Um, well, corporate structure would make sense because you have the boss that has to wear a stupid hat and stuff like that and people can tell him what they think of him. And then also you do get some repercussions. I've been to many a Christmas party where people have been fired. Yeah, but my... took it too far. <laughs> but you never get you never get them to the point that you would be able to. Obviously, with with the Saturnalia, it was so you'd have families, mm. but there would be families of servants that served them. So there was almost a, a a flip that could happen, because you know, mom could be cook for the day, and yeah. and, and dad could be the wine boy. Um, and you know what I mean? Like there was a, there was a, there was a family that looked after a family essentially. Mm. Whereas you don't, we don't have that necessarily in modern society. 
So how you would replicate that, I'm not quite sure. Um, because that's tricky, because in those in the modern day, we deal with uh, an op, you know, that pyramids turned itself upside down because once upon a time in the ancient world, the pyramid would be the other way. There were mm. hundreds of slaves looking after a very small amount of people. Whereas now you're the kind of the opposite version of you've got one CEO and lots and lots of people. So that kind of CIO, uh, CIO, uh, CEO can't be all of those people and give that same representation um, if you were to roll reverse. You know, you might have, even if you went for middle, the next line of management up from you, there might be three of them to look after 70 of you. Um, how how does that actually look? Well, you reverse reality? it as much as possible. So if you had an organisation, then you would have literally the lowest of the low, which would be kind of like your interns and all of that sort of thing, would be the top. And then the CEO would be the biggest dunce. So they'd just like, what is it they used to do on children's TV, like gunge them and that sort of thing. And then your middle management level would be the ones that are doing the the portering and the pouring of the wine and stuff like that. So it would be, you would reverse that as best you realistically could. I don't um, know. I think it'd be boring. Well, it probably would be boring because <laughs> it'd be like a fucking office party, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. And those things are boring. So but it's still just, a nice I idea. Know. I don't know. Okay. Um, All I, right. Well, I think we'll it's... have to work on this. So we'll have to obviously. Very... We need some sort of festival or something like that to happen for each month. Because there's an observation of something. So the year, uh, the year, the uh, season of obligation makes sense because it's all about your having to you know next year's christmas will be not christmas it will be the season of obligation um <laughs> and it will be about you going out of your way to speak to people that you don't really care much about um other such things will also happen but you can tie magic into that with obligation and the troublesome because I am in a troublesome mood, I think, in December. I just don't necessarily have the time to act upon it like I would normally. So, I don't know. I suppose um, the goodwill part, again, is already happening, isn't it? So the whole baseline to the Saturnalia is that role reversal to show thanks. It's a thanks, you know, oh, how dare I say it, but it's a thanksgiving arrangement. It's about you thanking you thanking those lesser than you in order to actually um, rep, you know recognize how important they are in 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 the grand scheme of things for the happiness and the the strength of the family unit. So I suppose in some ways it's done by that encouragement of charity that you weren't that you were complaining about earlier is is it's that it's the christmas really should be in theory a time like the christians talk about unfortunately um of you know looking after other people um looking after the community and actually thinking of what does that community unit mean 
does it reach far further beyond you um, to the weakest people in society? And at that point, you know, we have lots of things like the Christians do, like Save the Children and stuff here, that charity that does like Christmas hampers that are sent to um, mm. sent to people, that sort of thing. So I suppose in some ways, the bits that people consider the most Christian um, are kind of Saturnalia at the best are closer to a modern version of saturnalia than they are christmas if that makes sense well i have a new tradition that i started this year What's and that? that is bottling up slow gym ah okay because what i've now done is i've got from costco i got a giant and i mean giant um jar kilner jar okay. right and it's the size you know where they make the punch with the taps and that is so big that it's yeah. like got a tap on it and stuff like that i got one of those but without the tap so what i'm going to do every year is i'm going to pick slows in october time i'm going to make slow gin and then what i'm going to do is i'm going to bottle it up in december and I'm going to give it to people as a Christmas presents. And I'm going to mm. keep some from me for the year. And then I'm going to keep one or two for the following year. Because Our Lady Poison and Mr. Railroad, apparently they do something similar where they keep it for like 10 years. So they like have 10 year old slogan and that sort of thing, which I'm not that old. So mm. I can need another 10 years before I can do that. But... <laughs> You know, I thought, oh, that's brilliant. I just get a load of gin. And then all those people, like the oldest, that love something homemade and they love something with a bit of heart, every year they'll have a little hamper and you'll have like a bit little bottle. I'm not going to put a big bottle in. I'm going to put one of those mini little bottles of Liam Slow Gin. And that way they can hold it against me because not only have I thought of them to give them an original present, but also is homemade. Okay. So I'm going to do that. And it's going to be absolutely okay. fucking brilliant. It's going to save me a fortune because I spend so much money normally on Christmas. And it just goes in a drawer or something, you know? Okay. Even stuff people ask. Like uh, people have asked me for specific things and I've gotten specific things. They use them like once or twice and then that's fucking it. I spent ages trying to find a chill room made out of silver for a certain someone who said they wanted a unique, interesting piece of jewellery and was a very devout Christian. I thought, well, I can't give them a fucking pentagram, can I? Although they did see me with a pentagram and they said, that's a nice Star of David. Are you a Jew now? And I said, no, I don't think <laughs> that's no to both of those. <laughs> um, because obviously Star of David has six sides, but Christians don't know that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. So I'm starting my own little traditions, but most of my traditions okay. normally involve getting one over on someone else. <laughs> oh, okay. See, to me, I like gift giving all year round. So if I, I don't, I don't like this condensing it into one month of the year. Yes, I um, don't like that either. 
So, and do you know what? Yeah. There are people, this will be a rant now, there are people that I go so far out of my fucking way to help, right, that I give a lot of my time energy to for free, and yet they get pissy with me because I don't get them a fucking Christmas card. And I'm mm. like, wait a minute, look at all of what I've done for you this year. Look at this other person that you barely ever fucking see. The only time you ever do see them is because they want money from you. We'll leave it there. Um, but they gave you a Christmas card and you fucking love them. But me, who puts all the fucking effort in looking after you and helping you, you get pissy at me because I don't get your fucking Christmas card. That makes no fucking sense to me. And some people will say, Liam, just get my fucking Christmas card. That's besides the fucking point. Mm. What the fuck is the point of a Christmas card, you know? What the fuck is the point yeah. of it? I don't understand it. I could understand it way back when, because you're thinking about you used to write letters, and then all of a sudden this fancy little card thing came along. Brilliant concept of you can write your letter, but it's in a little thing that folds in half, and you can display it somewhere. It's got a pretty design on the front. Makes sense. It's the 21st fucking century now. You know, you don't need to do shit like that. Fucking eight cards. I tell you what, if I was ever going to curse something, it would probably be Christmas cards. Don't worry about the presents, it would be the fucking Christmas cards. I haven't sent Christmas cards since I left school. Because obviously it was the thing you used to do, because mum used to make you kind of go in, I bought you a box of cards for all your friends. And you're kind of like, I really don't want to sit here and write them. I always used you know, to get... I always used to get mine from Boots because they did the charity cards and I'd get a pack and then I'd I'd um address them to everyone. It'd literally be to from Liam. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Three kisses, because three's a magic fucking number. Um mm. and then I think maybe Thoth needs to release a range of curse cards. Okay. <laughs> Where what you okay, could I'll have is you could have a beautiful image on the front but actually if you really look at it there's something wrong with it <laughs> you know like when you get those images where like is it an old lady or a young lady type thing it needs to be something like okay. that and it's like okay it's a really nice kind of christmasy scene or something like that but actually then something's oh, something's okay. like is oh it's a lovely family, family gathering where they're all sitting holding hands in front of the fire singing kumbaya and then you look again of... and you're like is there a child in that cauldron in the fire? <laughs> is it that sort of sacrifice? <laughs> okay, I wasn't going to go that far, but the um, is it the German or the Nordic traditions that have um, that Christmas shitter? The keg. Um, there's oh, always he's like... in our alternative Christmas box. There's shit and man that you put in the fertility. Yeah. Yeah, and the tea yeah. and the dal is the shit and log. Is these Catalonians? They're obsessed with shit, quite literally. That and making yeah. human pyramids. That's another thing they do this time of year. So, but yeah. So I mean, I I might consider it. Do you want well, to? I'm working nice on something. I'm working on something with our friend Lady Poison and the Dark Pastor, okay. and we're producing okay. something that will be Christmas related next year okay. and it's going to be epically amusing it won't sure be for it our christian friends but it will be for us <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we got a whole we'll year see. to prepare 
if you need a whole year, then um, I'll be worried. It's fine. Um, anything else? Because actually, we're out of time, Liam. We are. We're like three or four minutes over. But um, I don't think there's anything else. This seems like a very... I don't know. I wouldn't like to say a boring episode, but it does seem like we haven't put a lot of effort in. And I think it's just that time in the year, which I'm feeling a bit like, ugh. It's I don't feel we've imbued much knowledge into this. This it's one. Normally our podcast, our podcast is very multi-layered normally. But this yeah. one don't seem that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, goodbye, everyone. <laughs>